Hello, I'm Tristan Abbey, Editor-at-Large for the Yaleo Review of Books. This is the very first episode of our new podcast, where we interview authors and ask them a series of brief questions. Joining us today, Professor Tony Z from the University of California, Santa Barbara, author of, most recently, Fly-By-Night Physics, How Physicists Use the Backs of Envelopes, published in 2020 by Princeton University Press. Professor Z, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm very pleased to be on your website and to be the first one to do a video interview. Thank you. Are there one or two other authors that have had an outsized influence on your work overall? These can be authors of any genre, any field, anything you like. Well, uh, going back, uh, I, I think many physicists of my generation were influenced very early on by uh, the popular books that George Gamow wrote. And in one of my popular books, in the preface, I actually said that he inspired me to write popular books for the general public. More recently, uh, one of my uh, heroes have been Steven Weinberg. Uh, his, both his um, popular books and his textbooks, great models of what good writing should be. And in fact, he got me started uh, in writing my first popular book. I'm also curious whether you have a favorite novel or novelist or a fiction genre or movie, anything on the lighter side. Yes, I read a lot of um, fiction. And uh, in fact, recently I was on a kick, a David Mitchell kick. He's one of my favorite authors. Over time, I've read four of his novels. I started with Cloud Atlas. Then I read uh, The Thousand Springs and Autumns. And then after that, I read Utopia Avenue. And recently, Utopia Avenue is about the rock and roll scene in the late 60s and early 70s. And uh, that's something that I actually know a little bit about. And um, then most recently, I read Ghost Written, which was his very first book. Uh, I would say that I would uh, still rank Cloud Atlas as on the top of this list. So now I'm on a kick, uh, another kick. I'm reading Nicole Moniz. I just read uh, her book, her novel, The Last Chinese Chef. But then I also realized that I read a couple of decades ago uh, her first novel, which is called Lost in Translation, nothing to do with the movie. You've published several books already, Fearful Cemetery, perhaps most famously, as well as On Gravity and a series of nutshells for Princeton University Press. Can we expect more books from you in the future? Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, I've uh, written seven books for Princeton University Press. And they seem to, um, both my editor Ingrid and uh, the boss of Princeton University Press, Christie, both of them seem to like my writing and they just signed me uh, to a contract for two more books for them. Uh, I told them that I feel like an indentured servant practically. Uh, yes, I do have a forthcoming book. It is uh, now in production. Uh, it's called Quantum Field Theory in Two Words. So the title is a contradiction in itself. So for some strange reason, there are like a flood of books on quantum mechanics. And many popular readers of popular physics don't seem to get past quantum mechanics. They seem to be stuck on Schrodinger's cat. But in fact, as you all know, quantum mechanics is from the 1920s, but in the late 1940s and early 1950s, there was a new generation of physicists who came on. Feynman and uh, Schwinger in the United States, and many others. For some reason, there is not a book on popular book on quantum field theory. So I started to write one. 
But then I realized why there hasn't been one because it's very difficult to write for the simple reason, very simple reason that you have to first explain to the reader what quantum mechanics is about before you can talk about quantum field theory. It's the next thing after quantum mechanics. And of course, to explain quantum mechanics, you need at least one chapter to remind the popular reader what classical physics is about. So by the time I get to quantum field theory, I'm already like many chapters in. So that's one of the problems. But I hope that this book would, would succeed. It, it, I think it fills a gap. There's just been huge number. If you're interested in reading about quantum mechanics, um, there's just a huge number of popular books and some very good, some terrible, some really lousy ones. But as far as I know, there's not one on quantum field theory. In, in some ways, some parts of uh, physical symmetry touches on quantum field theory, but there's not quite a book that's devoted to quantum field theory. So I've sent it out to a um, bunch of uh, friends, not in physics, so no reason to ask physicists to read a popular book on quantum field theory, but a neurologist read it uh, from cover to cover. And they, uh, right now a um, composer of classical music is, uh, has been reading a few chapters. So I hope that uh, he would be able to reach a wide audience. Final question, Professor Z. Many young people look up to authors and scholars in their favorite fields and wonder how they got their start. As quantum field theory was developing, you were a younger man, born in China. Tell us just a little bit about how you make your way to the United States. My story is a little bit unusual, but I also don't think it's that unusual. For example, I have so many uh, Jewish friends who, uh, whose family have to leave Europe and come to the U.S. It, it's war and revolution. My family left China, and they first emigrated to Brazil. Then I got a scholarship to go to Princeton. So I went to Princeton and then Harvard. And then after that, I became a theoretical physicist. I got my PhD at Harvard in theoretical physics, and uh, in order to do sort of physics, theoretical physics at the international level, at least at that time, uh, there's pretty much no other, option, no other option than to stay in the US. For those readers who are interested, I might mention that the American Institute of Physics uh, has a oral history uh, project. They interview various physicists to talk about the, the, the history they, they lived through regarding the physics, just so that this part of history is not lost. So they interviewed me recently, and they should be posting that interview uh, shortly on the web. So those those of you who want to know more detail, especially about my my life in theoretical physics, uh, I tell stories about the different people I've interacted with. John Wheeler, for example, advised me how to go to graduate school and how I ended up at Harvard and so on and so forth. And the riots of the late 60s, all, all that's in there. That, as part of this oral history. I think that John Wheeler is one of the more fascinating individuals in this whole history of the modern physics project. He has a very complex personality. And I, uh, in my interview with this oral history project, I, I did talk about him at length, although of course I couldn't possibly go into details about every person, but he is indeed a fascinating person. And very kind, very kind, um, very kind to me in particular. This has been a lot of fun. We thank you for your time. Thank you. I hope that Leo uh, reviews really take off and become a major force in, uh, for the reading public. Thank you. This interview was conducted on April 28th, 2021. I'm Tristan Abbey with the Ilya Review of Books.
Join us online at www.aleoreview.com. That's www.aleoreview.com.